Welcome to the Gather Influence podcast. It is our great honor to welcome you into some of the most catalytic conversations happening in our nation around the female voice. My name is Vanessa Hoyes from Montreal and my co-host Kathy Ostapchuk from Toronto and I have the privilege of leading Gather Women. This movement will exist until the female voice can be heard loud and clear in every sphere of influence across our nation. So we invite you into these conversations and we pray they will mobilize you personally, you the listener, you the influencer to champion truth, challenge inequity and in turn change our nation and change our world. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, welcome to the Gather Influence podcast today. I am Kathy Ostapchuk, your co-host, and along with Vanessa Hoyes, we are really excited to be talking to Stacy Mathias and Rebecca Donor today. This is a very special podcast for us. These girls have come up through the Gather Internship Program, and now they are uh, manning our exec team. Stacy Mathias is Resource and Innovation Lead at Gather Women, and she's the Service Coordinator at Crossroads Church in Red Deer, Alberta. She's also a very gifted Bible teacher. We love her. She's done amazing things with Gather since she came to us. And we cannot tell you what a privilege it is to talk to her today. And her partner in crime is none other than Rebecca Donor. She is enterprise lead for Gather Women, and she is a certified digital marketing professional, entrepreneur, and speaker. And if you follow these girls, both on Instagram, Stacy at Stacy Mathias and Rebecca Donor at Life and Overflow, you will know that they are like most women into lots of varied things. Stacy's mom, three kind of almost adult children out there in Red Deer and Rebecca has four children. Uh, Rebecca has been a bakery owner. She's now currently involved in real estate. She is involved at her church and leadership. Stacy the same um, with reinventing herself actually so many times through the course of her life. And now we are talking to them about how they have taken the journey to finding their voice. And they will be women that you can relate to. And this is why we wanted to chat with them, how they found us at Gather, how they became interns, and what they are doing now to not only discover their voice, but grow their voice, invest in their voice and amplify their voice in the nation. They're the co-hosts of our Gather Collective Membership Program. It's an amazing platform. Highly encourage you to sign up for that for a small monthly fee. There's so many resources and Stacy and Rebecca do a brilliant job of hosting that platform and inviting you to it. Uh, I can't go on enough about how brilliant they are, how beautiful they are, and how their voices are so integral to everything that we're doing at Gather in this season and the next. So we're honored that they found their way to Gather, and we're honored that we get to share this conversation with you, with Stacy and Rebecca, the journey to finding your voice. Enjoy. Well, today we are so excited on the podcast to have two of our favorite people in the world to be doing friendship in cause with. And this is Stacy and Rebecca here. We have formally introduced them earlier in this podcast, but we are so excited to be speaking with you today, Kathy and I. Welcome, girls. Thank you for having us. <laughs> 
I feel like we're just actually going to give people a glimpse into our weekly conversations that we dream together, we strategize together, we execute together. But today's conversation is so crucial because I really do feel like what's happening in Gather, so much of the strength of it right now is a result of you two and your voices, your leadership voices, your gifts, your grace that is really helping to lead this movement with us. So it it is, it's an honor for us to be in this space with you. We're so happy to be here. (laughs) It's, I know, and this is the nation. It's like three, two hours before here, um, here in the East Coast, you're over there in the, tell me where, tell us where you are both from. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm in Red Deer, Alberta right now. So not quite the West Coast, but the prairies for sure. That's an Australian trying to still figure out Canada over here. (laughs) And Rebecca? I'm from Ontario, just about 45 minutes north of Toronto, to give some perspective. And we've got Kathy on, of course, today, and she's based in Toronto. And we are always, we cannot believe, girls, that we've literally been in the room together once. Is that true? In the last 18 months, we've been together once? Yes. yes, that's true. <laughs> One time in person. <laughs> and that's what kind of this conversation is going to lead a bit into is the power of showing up strong, own voice, what that does, how that impacts both a movement, I believe a team, friendships, and that you can have been in the room once together and still end up in these spaces as much as we all get weary of them to do anything significant across the nation there's got to be the ability to do this so we'd love to hear I know our listeners would love to hear a little bit about you we actually see you a little bit now you lead the collective with us we see you on so much of our social media but why don't you describe a little bit about yourself that true you that place that that voice within you who you are bit of your context and let our listeners know a little bit more about you. Stacy, would you love to start? Sure. My partner there, she usually um, watches and waits for me to go first. So I'm glad you spoke up because I would have kept waiting. The true me, this is, it's a tough question for me, actually. Um, it's easier for me to let someone else describe my, myself. But I think the true me is um, someone who wants truth as someone who needs unity and harmony. Those are some things I've discovered over the past couple of years. We've just been able to identify the true me is someone who wants to be obedient to what God's calling me to do, whether it feels safe or not uh, to be able to to do that. Um, And I think there's a part of me that also wants the, the female voice to be heard and, but to be the female voice to be used in the way that God is asking that specific female in that specific time to use it. So not to try and manufacture it. So even myself, not to try and manufacture a voice that I think culture wants or needs to hear, but to just show up authentically. That's another, that's another piece of me that is something that's true to my core. So So amazing. Having worked now alongside you, everything you're clarifying is it's true. It is true. It's true because we see it in practice and, we get the honor of journeying with you. So I love that. Thank you. Rebecca. 
Well, I am the true me. I agree. It's a tricky question, right? But I, I'm a mom, first of all. I have four kids who I are my world in so many ways. And I live my life very full. I always say I like to be busy, but not hurried. I run off a very complicated color-coded calendar. And I am a doer. I like to get things done. And I, so that's just how I operate. So this season has been interesting for me in terms of my voice. I am somebody who I don't think I've ever questioned my ability to use it. It's wanting it to matter, wanting the words not to just add to the noise, but to actually matter and how you find the spaces and places for that, I think are really important and just um, I, I'm a connector, which we've learned, and, and I, I want everyone to know that we are all, our stories are all connected. We are, like we've said, even though we've only been in the room once in person, there is a connection, and, um, and the more we dive into that and the more we know each other, I just want to know everyone, and I want to know their story, and I think that that makes us stronger and better. So that's a little bit, a little bit about me. It's so true. I just actually look at you both here. It's going to be on YouTube, just the, the recording of this as well. But I just think back to our interview. You were both, you both applied for our Gather Internship Program for 2020. And I'm thinking back to the interview we both did and your desire, Stacey, I remember that, that I need, I want to look up and bigger than what is just happening locally for the women in our nation, right? And then Rebecca, this voice, this, these were always parts of the conversation as you were really discovering where God would be wanting to use your voice and call you into and up into. And so why don't you just give a quick little snapshot of the last few years for you in this gather lead team and what you're carrying right now i'll go first because that'll make stacy feel 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 comfortable no i'm just kidding um it's been an interesting journey so i i did i applied for the internship with to be entirely honest not entirely knowing what i was signing up for but i really felt it was the leading of the spirit there's a story there about my sister-in-law who who saw it posted and i had already read it and there was just direction for me and the more i looked into it the more conversations we had and i i thought i was too old to be an intern if i'm quite honest but at the same time when God's telling me to do something, I don't disqualify myself based on, on age. So I, I signed up and I thought, okay, I'm going to learn some skills, meet some women. And it was so much more than that. And I just found many conversations of opportunity to do things. So I said, I like to get things done. And so it was who wants to do this, who wants to do that. And I just found my heart just raising its hand Every time, every time there was a question and I was excited, there was a mentorship and a leadership and a community and a, and a security and a safe space to explore and discover who you were and in a room where there were no preconceptions of who you were. So, you know, you were, you were able to discover that without the people around you already having decided because they were discovering you as well. And that was really amazing. And then somewhere around, I think, April of last year, you beautiful women graciously invited us into a new space. And I was very un 
prepared for it and I wasn't expecting it. I was excited about it, but what that looks like, how to lead other people, there was, I had my own personal hesitations for that, but honestly, Gather has been brilliant about just walking us through encouraging, strengthening who we are, not trying to have us conform to be something else, but just strengthening who we are to help others do the same. So, and now we help lead the internship and we get to be part of these amazing conversations. And honestly, it's still, it still hits me sometimes that why, why am I part of, like, why am I here in this space and what, you know, what is God doing and how grateful I am for gather for you guys just to have us here and just have the opportunity to even be part of the conversation. So that's been my, my experience. Love it. Stacy. Mine was, I think, coming from a space of being just so saturated in local ministry. I had been leading, lay leading women's ministry in my little church for about four and a half years. And then just um, since God asking me to just step away because he was going to do something different in, in the church, um, just in the way ministry was run. And so I remember feeling like, I know that I have this, this call and pull to women's ministry. Although I really don't, I really struggle with women's ministry because I don't want to be involved in the typical stereotypical women's ministry, right? Like I'm, I'm introverted. I I don't need or crave the social pieces. I have my close friends and, you know, stuff like that. And so, but at the same time, it was very clear that God kept saying, putting me in spaces where I was um, in a, in a spotlight, so to speak. And so women would often seek me out for different things. And um, not that I was being called to or asked, you know, to, to speak or do things on a, on a bigger scale, but just that I was sought out in these, these one-on-one times and, that space of like ministering to women just never closed. It's just the the framework that he had me doing it in was was shifting and changing. And in the midst of that, my serving had changed at church a little bit as well. And um, I had been following Gather as a women's ministry leader. I'd been looking for national representation. I'm a dual citizen. I'm, I'm was born and raised in Arkansas. Um, and so I'm very, very aware of the Southern way of doing women's ministry. And, uh, but I just was like, there's got to be women in Canada with two feet on the ground who can like read the Bible, deliver a message and not overly feminize it either. And so this was something that was really important to me. And so I started following gather at its inception and, um, kind of even put my name in to write some blogs. And then what I think you'll talk about it later about the self-silencing, which I'm a, I'm a a genius at that. And so as this went through, I, I opened my email one day and I was, uh, uh, an internship email was there. And I went to my husband and said, you know, I just have this like deep pit in my gut. I'm a one on the Enneagram that I just, I need to obediently send this out. And I was like, I'm too old to be an intern. I'm 45 or 44 at the time. Like, this is ridiculous. This is for college girls, you know? And I was like, but at the end of the day, I don't have anything to lose. So I sent the email off, filled out the form, you know, hesitantly did a one minute video of myself um, and and sent it in and went off to Texas to visit my family and thought, you know, we'll, we'll connect. And if it's a thing, it's a thing. And as we went through it, it was just kind of this, this interesting journey. And uh, when Vanessa was like, yeah, we'd love to have you join us. That was great. And then, you know, January we met in person and I thought, I don't know what I'm doing. Like meeting people is like incredibly hard for me. Um, met at the room and I was like, 
I'll hand out a pamphlet. And Kathy was like, I'd like you to work the room. And I was like, I don't work a room. <laughs> you just continued to make, you know, these connections. Um, Kathy, there was just this way that when you walked into the room, the way that you spoke to me was like, you'd already known me. And that was just a really pivotal piece for me as well, because I haven't felt like a guest. I gather even right. though I, you know, came in new. So to, to fast track ahead, you know, Rebecca and I were kind of working together a little bit. And like you said, Rebecca, I remember thinking to myself, if I don't speak up and send Vanessa Hoyas this text message about wanting to work on this piece of the internship, I'm going to regret it. They're not going to get the best out of me and I'm not going to get the best out of them. So I have to get over it, this fear. And I just have to send this woman in Montreal, this text message and hope she doesn't think I'm crazy. And so, <laughs> so I did, and it started some good conversations. And, and like Rebecca said, um, around the middle of April, we got this invitation to join something that didn't exist before that and to have our, our voices heard and, and, and used. And so that's kind of where my journey to this is, has, has landed me. So. Kathy, is this not just the most energizing <laughs> moment to listen to these girls again and remind us all right of why gather exists and why intern was piloted they were piloted with us and then now I'll be working with them right yeah it's exciting because I think if we would have gone looking Vanessa and I you know where are the women in Canada we couldn't have found you all by yourselves but God in his providence did bring us into Edmonton Alberta <laughs> the coldest month of the year at one conferences and really we all parachuted in not really knowing who all would be there, but a number of interns came, including you both. And it was like we had known you both for a long time. And I just, I'm curious about being in that environment where you saw the voices of really national speakers highlighted, those from outside Canada, and you're in this sort of larger environment. This is really the church in Canada. And there you are, and Stacy, you said like wondering, what am I doing here? Rebecca, you said the same thing, what am I doing here? And yet in that environment, there was something uh, that was already real. And then we are apart because of the pandemic and COVID, we can't be together at all, but we're still part of this team. And you made mention to the fact that it is an environment that has caused you to, to be raised up. You're on, both on the exec team and to help you grow. And so I would love to hear from you what you think is required in an environment that the female voice can be called up and nourished and liberated. Rebecca, let's start with you. Okay, um, it's a big question, but an important question, I think, an important conversation, um, you know, sort of define what that looks like. I, my mind first says that I think the environment is often set by what a woman believes inside. So I would say that actually, I believe the environment of a room when, when you step into it often is, is somehow interpreted based on what you believe inside. So I think that one of the most important things about any environment is what a woman believes about the value of her voice. And I think Gather is very good at addressing that and encouraging women because you know what you hear and how you interpret things and what filter you see things through will be affected by what you believe on the inside but beyond that i believe an environment where there are open minds and hearts 
I think is the probably very general, but what I could say from everyone in the room, not just one or two key people, but when you walk into a room where everyone is there and, and I would say that when the people there are seeking to see each other and seeking specifically in this case to see the female voices in the room through a filter of who God made them to be rather than through the lens of some past preconceptions or you know definitions that they've held on to i think that when you step into an environment where you're looking to see the person in front of you as a child of god and who god made them to be and has purposed them to be that is where the female church will flourish and i think that that is one of the things that we're we're seeking that's great. And Stacy, I wanted to pick up on uh, your point that you were in a women's ministry environment and in a church environment. And sometimes just because those environments are called women's ministry or a local church doesn't mean that they create what's necessary for the female voice to flourish. So I'd love to hear from you. Describe the kind of environment that allows that to happen. Uh, yeah, I think the, the female voice flourishes in an environment where competition is eliminated or at least called out in the beginning, you know, put into the light. And so the, the environment then becomes a community um, where each person knows that just like the body, they each come with something specific and unique called upon them by God. And no, no two of them are the same, even if they have similarities. I think the other thing that I've experienced is that the environment is created by the, the backpack that we carry with us into the room. And so the past experiences we've had, the past voices um, that have shaped us, even in their unknowing space, not purposefully, but things that have just been spoken that the enemy's been able to grab a hold of and and use to, to, to shush you, I guess I would say. So the environment, yeah, I think, definitely needs to be community centered in the sense of knowing that we're each here for the same purpose, which is to share the kingdom and to share the gospel of Jesus and to see each one of us raised up, not pushing one down so that one can, can get ahead um, or above, or, you know, to get to the feet of Jesus faster, because we're all going to get there when we're supposed to get there. And so I think those types of rooms, I also think that the other people in the room set the environment as well. And so some of the rooms I've been in, I've been the only female in the room. And at times that actually impacts the way that I am treated when I enter a room where there's only women in the room. And so um, having our counterparts understand that the way that they treat us and some of the things that they say sets an environment for us as females then to come into interaction with each other with baggage that we don't need. And so I think clarity, I think educating some of those counterparts, but I think as women picking up our battle armor together and turning shoulder to shoulder against the enemy and outwardly instead of which side am I on, definitely, definitely sets, sets the environment, so. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, we're often fighting unnamed assailants and we, we think they're all on the outside, but very often in an environment where we're in ministry, whether it's 
males with females or females with females, the battle can be within because we compare. And then you said something very interesting. I've called it self-silencing. I want to talk about that, but you just said shushing. So I'm going to take on that new word. I love that word. So I would love both of you to respond to, you know, this, this idea of the voice. I mean, it, it is, it can be very strong, very powerful, but it can also be very fragile and you can find it and you can start investing in it. Can you as easily lose it or can you easily shush it or silence it because of, to Rebecca's point, what you believe about yourself, your value, or in an environment that doesn't support it? So maybe Stacy, will I have you just talk a little bit about that, what that's been like for you and then Rebecca follow up on shushing your voice. I'm shushing myself. Sure. I, um, years ago, my voice, I think was the, was exercised the most in written word, you know, writing articles at the local church level and always that fear of hitting, you know, send the publish button was like, and not fear that no one would read it, but fear that I would be misunderstood or fear that I might have, you know, misspoke or more fear of, of offending someone, but my desire to be obedient to the words that God had put on my heart were stronger, but there was always a tension in me that would do it, that would go back and forth. The way that I silence myself is by time. So I'll circle around and circle around. And I think I've shared this story with you before about the piano, you know, and I'll walk around the piano, reading how to play the piano, trying to read every book about it and know it well, instead of just sitting down and playing and, and being okay of hitting a couple of stink notes along the way. And so I miss opportunities. Um, but the other thing that I do is I feed the lie that what God has put on my heart is something he wants me to share for someone else. It's, it's my story, but for his glory, you know, that, that kind of phrase that's come about. So the shushing for me actually comes in a disbelief that God has actually wired me to communicate. And so that I sometimes give the enemy more low lying fruit than I should. And I, and then things be like self-prove, you know, as you, as you walk through that. And so I also have a fear of the self-silencing comes in knowing that there's so much out there. Like, why, what would I have to offer to the conversation? Because there are so many voices already in the conversation. Another self-silencing thing I think I would use is just saying, like, who am I? Like, I'm just this ordinary girl who lives in Red Deer, Alberta. And like, what do I have to offer? I don't, you know, then, it, then the, the list of the lack of credentials or the, like, all that sort of stuff goes through. And then or I hear a past, you know, high school teacher tell me I couldn't write a paper to pass, you know, to save my life or just those little things that are Im implanted in it like that, or, or that maybe my voice is too strong or too stern, like that I'm not fluffy enough or that I'm not soft enough or that I'm not fun enough, you know, like all of those things. Um, those are all the things that I hear uh, before I hit send and Rebecca is smiling because she knows that I go through this mental tirade every other week before I write like even gather weekend but it, it yeah it's just that those are my technique those are the tactics I I use um, and aid you know the enemy which is like a horrible thing to feel and, and say but but it is like it's it's a silencing that happens and then the way that God's wired me and 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 what he has for me to share with someone else gets muted yeah Great. Rebecca, anything to add? I mean, that's a long list. We all have that yeah. list. So Stacey, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. I'm sure a lot of women listening can relate. Rebecca, what about you? 
I don't know if I have anything. To, a lot of that does resonate with me. I think one piece that's different in my experience is, is I never doubted my ability to communicate since I was really young. I've, I've been able to communicate. I've been, you know, I was like the public speaker, the kid who was asked to make the announcement, the one who was always, I was always on stage doing something. My capacity to communicate um, was never something I doubted. I, I've never doubted myself. I'm a confident person. So, and I think this is important too, is that people think, oh, well, if you're confident and you, you then, then it should be easy. And it's not there. Are, it's still not because as soon as it came to the gospel, as soon as it came to uh, faith, there's a wall. And, and for me, I think I had to realize that that scripture is written for everybody. I think I thought we read the Bible, but the only people who study it are like preachers, teachers, and Bible students. And if you're not one of them, then you just get to read it and listen. And so that was a big stumbling block for me was I had an unhealthy sort of elevation of certain, again, titles and education levels that I had to get over, but I didn't doubt my capacity and God would place me in things, but there would be this sense of, but same like Stacy, but who am, who am I that I should be the voice that speaks into this space? And I think that is a big, that for me has been a big silencer is, and, and my other piece is, so those of you who are listening may have heard in other avenues that we joke and call ourselves Lucy and Ethel. And so I always say about myself that I wanted my entire life to be Audrey Hepburn, but I was destined to be Lucille Ball. And so I had decided that a woman, when she speaks and presents, should be poised and still and calm and soft-spoken. And if you ever get to know me, that that's not how I'm wired. And so I, and I remember saying to a group of girls once, I said, all of the things I disliked about my voice, I'm loud, I'm boisterous, I'm energetic. I try to talk quiet, it doesn't happen all the things I didn't like, all of those. And I do, you think about like report cards, she's chatty in class. She talks, you know, you know, things like that. But I realized that they are actually the skill set that God placed in me to be a communicator. They're actually the things, the things that I disliked about my everyday interaction speaking voice are actually the things that God had given me so that I could communicate the gospel and I could communicate all of the things that were just as much mine as anybody else's on this planet. And so that I think is the, I think that one of the biggest differences between the two of us is my experience was sort of that confidence of knowing I, I could was, wasn't an issue. And yet I still found myself silenced. Yeah. It's really profound to listen to you both. And again, knowing you now over the last few years, and thinking about the fact that you have now begun to show up more and more in our spaces anyway with these strengths. I know these conversations, I know the self-silencing, we've been on the other side of those in texts and meetings and all the rest of it. But I'm thinking about a listener and I'm thinking about these lies that they've been believing. And I know we're going to we're so excited to speak about this Gather Voices coaching because some of the spaces in that coaching is going to be to sit in those and see where did we make agreement with those lies and where 
have those lies continued to silence us. And one of the ways we know in our experience, we lead in these spaces. I lead in a local church, um, raising and releasing leaders. And then in this space with Kathy, and then as a coach myself, one of the ways I think that those lies can be counted is actually from this scarce from to move from scarcity because that's what that is it's like what am I lacking what do I not have into this space of abundance which gather one of its core values is that we would like run in this space of abundance and run in this mindset of of abundance and so and not live with that scarcity mindset and Stacey, I'm thinking about what you referenced and the fact that you did text early on, like into that space of where you were coming onto a team and you were coming into a new environment and that wrestling out, can I actually say what I'm good at, right? Can I, can I put that text out? And, and the fear of that and that, you know, that, that space And so that's what I wanted to just speak about for a moment is one thing we've been really strong on here at Gather is that we would let people show up in their strengths. Kathy, I mean, this is her space. She lives in this space as a coach as well and has led huge movements of mobilizing people like that too. And when we talk voice, we're talking strengths, we're talking personality types and the tools that just allow us to know ourselves well, Rebecca, I hear that, spiritual gifts, like some of those gifts. And we keep coaching people, even in in this space and gather, to show up with these strengths and, and not be apologizing for them. So let's talk for a moment about how this journey of showing up with the strength of your voice and your unique voice because I'm listening to you both um Stacey I know these the way you're wired some of this has been Enneagram discovery some is even like the running around a piano to just learn how to play a piano that's such a that's such a beautiful oneness right to you type one on the on the Enneagram but Speak for a moment into how discovering your strengths has really helped clarify your voice and what you have to offer the earth. Uh, I think for me, learning all of those things and, and lots of them I, I knew already. Um, and I, it's probably the one in me that needs, you know, like double verification of, of something. Um, it was more about, I think, I don't know where in my life, and I should probably spend some time with Jesus and ask him where it happened, but where in my life on my timeline that I actually believed I needed to invest more in my weaknesses than I did in my strengths. And so I always, I invested more time and energy trying to figure out how to increase um, or make stronger a weakness, which is like a silly Mm -hmm. lot, you know, to me, it's like, I don't know, the image is like trying to fill a fracture line with like marshmallow cream or something like it just isn't going to work. And, and, and eventually in, in a leadership class I was taking the idea of being aware of your strengths so that you can arrive up in the team, holy, who you are like H uh, W H O L I as a whole person and identify how your strengths then can come alongside someone else's actual gaps and you you create this complete unit. And so that understanding for me has allowed me to be more confident in in the strengths that I have and then not not worry about that being arrogant 
because there's also this tripping space that we have, I think, in our Christian culture where it's like to be, we confuse godly confidence with arrogance. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like, I don't know where, where that got embedded in me, you know, like, cause you want to be humble, but to be godly confident in, in how God is, has created you. So discovering my strengths and then having the two of you, uh, you know, affirm them, but at the same time, having tasks or even just conversations where, where that particular strength is then encouraged is is huge so i think for me it's it's made me want to know my teams better and to know what strengths they come with so we can actually identify as a team what gaps are we actually not filling from however many of us are are sitting there and then that helps me go oh i'm actually the only guardian and nurturer voice on that team (laughs) and so that's not a bad thing if i'm i'm the one you know throwing the yellow flag up in the air because that's what God is asking me to do. Um, and so just to be, to be aware of that has helped me just be more more confident and not shy away or, you know, feel like the quiet one in the room or always the one like throwing water on a fire kind of thing. But yeah, yeah that's, yeah. So good. Love it. Rebecca. I, I don't know that I knew any, I hadn't done a lot of sort of digging into different things. So I don't know that I knew them, but I wasn't surprised by them. What I think I was surprised, both specifically in my like strengths finder strengths and my spiritual gifts is to me, they were just personality traits. They weren't, they weren't strengths. They were just sort of who I was. And so trying, I found both your, both of you, uh, your strong coaching and your encouragement that they're actually more than just you know, who you are. I think I very much put placed my value. I'm sure there's someone listening who can relate in what I did. I knew what I did and what I did well. And when I had something like produced at the end of the day, I could be like, Oh, look at, I'm good at this. Um, but these are in intangible. So my, my primary strength is positivity. And, um, I was like, so, so what, <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but then the more I read and the more uh, Kathy did coaching on it, the more I realized that that's actually not that common, that to just sort of keep that, that positivity. And I thought, well, that's just sort of who I am. And that's just sort of how I, how I'm wired. That's not a strength. So learning how to then strategically actually reframe that as something God had given me to then benefit those around me. It, like that's a massive paradigm switch in your mind that this isn't just something you can't help being, but there's actually a purpose to it. It gives purpose to what you think you've always been. And I think in my spiritual gift faith too, I was thinking about that one. And I was like, well, we're all Christians. Like we all have faith. But as I was going through these, I hear friends voices in my mind, like, oh, she's like, she just always thinks like everything will work out. She just knows that God just has it taken care of her. She's always positive. Like there, she's always looking for. And so things that I had just heard in my ears that I now had revealed to me through the coaching here, that they're more than just something people think about me, that, that there, again, there's a deeper god-given gift that now has purpose for the world and then the discovery of what that looks like right and isn't it crazy as i'm listening to you both to think that when someone says oh she's just there just just okay let's just pause for a moment on 
the word just, the diminishing of that strength, even with just or what we do to ourselves. But the way that even our strengths can be, there's no wow or honor to them, like in that reference, like that reference of how that reveals more of God to me because of what's on you and in you. And those the, the diminishing of it, even though it, we're still calling it a strength, oh, she's positive and she's faith-filled, but we still diminish it even there, right? So showing up strong, this has been um, probably one of our most honouring spaces to journey alongside girls like you and the other interns on our team and others in our world that we're just seeing now start to stand much stronger and clarified in the unique space that they bring to the earth. So, so it's been amazing, Kathy. Well, there's so much more we could talk about. We could talk about the journey of clarifying values. <laughs> and yeah. we try and cover so much of this with Gather in the time we have. So we've just chosen the things that I think would bring the biggest return on investment. So we do talk about the Enneagram, the strengths, the spiritual gifts, the five voices. And we talk a lot about liberating not only your voice but liberating your life because free women free women healthy women can lead healthy women and so I would love to end our conversation with you uh, just for this time but we'll have to do it again for sure just talking about a couple of things and really I want you to give an encouraging word to any girls that are listening both about your personal journeys and that God has directed you here uh, and maybe if it happens for you for sure, he's on every life of the woman that's represented across the nation, but also uh, what the Park Gather has played in your life in liberating you both, not only for now, but for whatever lies ahead. Let's start with you, Stacy. An encouraging word. I would just say, like, do it. Don't be afraid. If the prompting comes, take the risk and just follow God where he is leading you. And I think my story is proof that age doesn't matter, that feeling ordinary doesn't matter. You know, we sit in a sisterhood room with Kathy and I just think like the women on this, I'm in this room with these women and it's like, just baffles me and they, they know me. It's, it's crazy. So, but my, the encouraging word too, is like learn to identify the lies, find someone in your Find someone, find someone who, who you can share those words with that knows you, that can speak truth back to them. Yeah. Um, and then start to, to stop those lies and stop diminishing and show up you. Trust that if you're the only woman in the room, God has you there for a reason. Trust that if you're the woman at the table and you know there's a stranger next to you and she's asking you questions, it's for a reason. Um, so just don't hesitate, you know, don't wince. And I'm, I'm speaking to myself when I'm saying all this. So know that and trust that God doesn't always call the credentialed and the equipped. And in fact, in, in, in Genesis and Exodus, he tells us he equips those he's called. And I think that there are more of us he's equipping after the calling. And it doesn't always come in the, the, the package that our culture says is socially acceptable. So I would just, you know, encourage you to uh, let God equip you. Rebecca? I would say, so something I didn't share in my story is I didn't, I wasn't raised in what you'd say a Christian home or a church home. And I didn't, Jesus found me later in life when I was a teenager. And I would say 
one of the things that I've experienced from a very young age is that I've felt like I'm the only one who looks like me in a room. I've always felt like I was this just different than everybody else and yet similarities, but I've always felt something. And my encouragement would be that your voice in your presence doesn't have to look like anybody else's to have value. You can look around for inspiration. And I think Stacy talked about competition. I think it's good for us to look at each other if it draws our gaze up towards God. But if our gaze is fixed on the people around us because we're trying so hard to be like them, then we're missing out on who God is making us to be. And so the encouragement I would have is you do not have to step into a room being anybody else or sounding like anybody else except who God made you to be. And I, in terms of gather, I think that is something that I feel deep in the heart of gather is that it's not just about showing up. It's not just about doing, it's not just about changing a nation. It's about doing it exactly how you were wired to do and how nobody else can do it. And so I think that would be, if I could leave an encouragement, it would be just be you and all that God made you to be in every space he puts you in. Well, what a powerful way to end this conversation. And those words are truthful. And we can look back to Psalm 139 and, and know that those words are actually straight from God's heart, that he created us, formed us so uniquely, so wonderfully and fearfully. And we know that it gather we're trying to create an environment following after God's heart where we are fearfully and wonderfully made we never have to show up as just anything just female just and and make sure that we show up with our weaknesses and our strengths no we do want to show up with our strengths leading the way and saying here's what I can offer not only this team I can offer this to the kingdom of God because that's the way I'm wired without apology. And so we want to create really a unique environment and we are doing it because we've seen the growth in uh, Lucy and Ethel, AKA <laughs> Stacy and Rebecca and Vanessa has come alongside as well to really put some of the fire underneath this movement in terms of raising up and releasing the female voice. And this podcast is called the journey to finding your voice, because we do believe we're not just talking about voice, we're talking about vocation, life calling, and the way you're wired and that your message is your life. And so when you find your voice, you find so much more than just speaking, you find the core of who you are. And that's what we're all about. So Stacey and Rebecca, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for your wisdom. And Vanessa, thanks so much too for being part of this environment that is so unique at this point in the history of our nation. And I, one of the greatest joys of my life to be part of this team. So thanks everyone. Thank, thanks, you. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Amazing. I trust you enjoyed that conversation with our dear friends as we lead together, laugh together, we weep together, we pray for one another. We have met once in person, as you heard, and we have now led this movement together at Gather for over 18 months. And so there's something to be said about the way our voices in the body of Christ can come alongside one another to see great things happen. And they are truly this incredible 
executing of so much of what you see online, particularly at Gather right now. And so we're grateful for them. Kathy and I, we could not lead, Kathy could not lead at the capacity she is of this movement without these incredible women. And we are so excited as we move into summer 2021, if you're listening in real time, as we launch our Gather Voices coaching cohort. And what has happened in a Rebecca and Stacy's life doesn't just take 18 months of interning. We have really curated so much of what has happened in these voices that we are surrounded by and our experience of over 25 years of raising and releasing females to lead, communicate in their grace zone. We have put all that into a coaching curriculum to develop this cohort for 2021, beginning end of July 2021, online and hopefully by the grace of God in person towards the end of the six months. We've got brilliant guest coaches that are going to be online with you. And we believe it's time, girls, to invest in this voice in a new and intentional way. So why don't you look at all the information sign up now. Our wait list is there. We're now releasing information day by day, guest coaches, who they are, how they're going to be beneficial to you. And if you have felt like your voice has been asleep or dormant or undiscovered or actually needs to go to a new level, this coaching cohort will be for you. If you're a leader listening to this and you have the capacity to invest in some of your female voices in your world, then we'd love to see you also invest as a company or a church into some incredible girls into this coaching cohort. No age is a barrier. No place you live in this nation or beyond is a barrier. No culture is a barrier. And we want to really raise and release these female voices in our nation together right now. No waiting, no more time spent procrastinating, but we believe the time is now. So why don't you go have a look at what those benefits would be for you in this season and track with us and join us for our first coaching month together at the end of July 2021. We trust that this conversation you were just a part of today on our podcast would really empower you in your sphere of influence to continue to strengthen your gorgeous, brilliant, phenomenal feminine voice and strength that you have to offer your spheres of influence. We are so excited about launching Gather Voices coaching cohort for summer all the way through to the rest of 2021 to really continue to coach and champion the female voice in the church and across our nation of Canada. Why don't you consider jumping on our wait list, looking at the information, praying into whether this is your time to take the next step and really continue to grow with your revelation that you beautiful woman of God have an opportunity to use your voice for the sake of the kingdom in new ways in new arenas 
maybe for the first time, or maybe it's whole new levels of influence that you are believing God is entrusting you with in this season. Seriously, girls, revival will only happen when the female church awakens to usher in humanity's welcome home with your voice and your presence. So why don't you look at stepping into, investing into this space called Gather Voices with us for a six-month journey. Phenomenal guests, uh, coaches are coming on, guest equippers. You're going to meet incredible girls across our nation online from wherever you are so that all different parts of this nation can be impacted with your voice. Consider joining us. Jump on to gatherwomen.com and have a look at all that is coming up in this movement that serves you and the call of God in your life.